Hey folk, as requested by more than a few of you. I created a Patreon with some really cool stuff. For example, IMDB credit as a show producer and having your name or company or anything you may want promoted mentioned in all podcasts episodes. Which you know is a lot as between all my podcasts it's hours and hours of new content daily. From aliens to cheating stories, true crime stories or police interrogations and more diverse crazy true stories. Other cool things like ad-free listening. I listen to these stories myself and as white noise to fall asleep too. The link is in the description. I appreciate you and welcome you to join our adventure. True overnight hikers, hunters and outdoors people, what creepy things have you experienced in forest? A number of years ago I was up in the northern end of because in the islands out by Port Hardy, I set up camp right by the beach close to shore did the normal catch a fish cook it for dinner on the campfire thing. Perfect really. A few hours pass and it's getting dark I climb into the tent and fall asleep quickly. I get woken up by extremely heavy breathing on the beach from something big in the area of my fire but the tide was in now so the waves would have covered it. My first thought is bear but on the islands where I was bear were not common at all to the point that there hasn't been one documented ever. This is blasting though my mind but then the urban talk of Bigfoot runs through my mind. At this point I am like there is no such thing as Bigfoot so what the hell is it? I gain my courage and open my tent. I shine my flashlight around but I don't see anything so I get out of my tent. I am shining my light around when I hear it again. This huge breath but followed by a small splash. I focus my light on the beach. When I see a massive orca rolling around on the kelp right about where my fire was. This behemoth of a marine mammal scared the living shit out of it but it turned into being one of the most amazing events I ever witnessed. As I sat watching this massive animal rolling and playing yards for me I noticed more of them just offshore just bobbing their prob half asleep. Needless to say I did not sleep after that until they left. My boyfriend and I were camping in Peter Lougheed Provincial Park Ave this past summer. On the last night of our stay, as I am falling asleep my BF tells me I've been pushing him off his side of the air mattress I was trying to steal heat from him, as he's a human furnace and asks me to give him room. Sounds good. We go to sleep. I wake up to him shoving me and think I am crowding him by accident. So I move over a little. He shoves me harder and I am annoyed now because I already moved and I am tired so I somewhat loudly say I am moving. And he grabs me and shushes me i know something is wrong and i'm awake right away he whispers very softly do you hear something and right away i hear the unmistakable exhaling huff of a bear right by my head my heart is pounding because at this point i can hear it sniffing us and huffing which is not good if you know grizzlies my bf says we need to get to our truck and i agree but from what i can hear the bears between our tent and truck luckily we have command start and our truck has a very aggressive start so when my BF started the truck, I heard some crashing through the trees and we both ran to the truck. We drove a lap around our campground to make sure the bear hadn't gone into anyone else's sight but didn't see it. We slept in the truck until it was light out and let the wildlife hotline in the area know before we left we started second guessing ourselves. Because this all happened at about 1.30 am. But when we were packing up the tent that next day we found course. Brown hair all over the side of the tent where our heads were and on the grill of the truck. I've never been so terrified and full of adrenaline in my life backpacking in the woods with a group. I am a bit of an insomniac, so I was up far after everyone else. We wanted to pack as light as possible and it was summer so we just had a tarp on the ground and put our sleeping bags on top of it. So we are completely out in the open. It was after midnight and I was still tossing and turning. Then I hear footsteps. I had heard a deer coyote or something else with four legs running through the brush earlier, but this was definitely bipedal. What whoever it was came right to the edge of the clearing. About 15 female from us. I could just barely make out a shadow of the figure, but it was pitched black out and hard to tell what it looked like. It looked like it was swaying side to side, or looking, around the clearing, 
Then it turned and rushed into the woods, and I heard the running footsteps. Once they faded into the distance I finally felt like I could breath. I was considering waking someone up. Then I heard the most blood-curdling scream from the direction. The thing went. I shook my friend awake who was more experienced and familiar with the area. All he said was, dude it's just a fox, go back to sleep. I told him I heard the footsteps and saw it and it was not a fox, but he just dismissed it completely and insisted I go back to sleep. I sat there for what felt like forever feeling paranoid and scared, until I just gave up and took an extra dose of my sleep meds because I figured the anticipation was worse than being killed in my sleep. My friend and I were searching for the perfect camping spot for about a year. After trying out quite a few we found one that seemed perfect. It was about a half hour walk from any trail or road and on top of a large cliff over a river. We got camp set up and decided to scout out around the area. It was getting dark so, we started heading back, following the sound of the river to guide us when we spotted something. A shack. We stop and look at each other, and decide we better investigate because it is pretty close to where we are going to be sleeping and this is weird. We get closer and realize it is a teepee made from scraps of aluminum and other sheet metal and a tarp there is an inflated air mattress inside and wine and whiskey bottles everywhere there was also porn and a lot of extremely weird objects that someone normally would not have out camping this place is a couple of hours from any town and like i said at least a half hour from any road or trail there were no vehicles parked anywhere even remotely close because we would have seen them in our travels we concluded that whoever had been here must have left and they did not want to be found then on our way out i noticed the campfire was still smoldering we got the duck out of there immediately packed up camp and blindly made our way back to the road duck that i've watched enough horror movies to know that we teenage white boys would not be waking up that morning this memory is over 20 years old and super foggy because i was super little but here it goes we used to camp at this same spot every year until we moved anyway this one summer i remember when we were first pitching our tent the nearest campers came over to say hello and pass on some advice that had been spreading across the campground something about bears and how everyone should haul their food up in the trees or something i remember the guy offering my dad some spare rope if he needed any all seemed fine and dandy mom was antsy but dad assured her a bear wouldn't come into a campground this busy. On night two or three, everyone was woken to a crash, and the sounds of a car alarm. I remember pressing my hand over my sister's mouth because I was afraid that if she cried the bear would come over, or something silly like that. There was some distant shouting, and my dad decided to investigate. So he grabbed the tiny little skillet and his equally dis-sized but in the opposite proportions flashlight, and exited the tent. I remember rolling over, because there was this little tear I'd discovered the last time it rained. There were a lot of flashlights and people over by the bathroom, where a car's lights were flashing. It wasn't a bear that had been breaking into people's cars and stealing shit all summer. It was a crazy homeless guy who'd been hiding out in the woods. They were actually pretty sure he was the same guy who'd tried to attack two teenage girls at one of the nearby hiking trails a few weeks prior, leading to it being closed for the time being. I was spending three days kayaking on the Korong National Park. I was having a great time and really enjoying the serenity, and listening to the native birds and just appreciating nature. On the first day I heard what I could have sworn was a human not screaming. Screeching I guess. I didn't think much of it and kept paddling. I saw what looked like a body close to the shore and found a seal that had just been eviscerated. Honestly this thing was spread all over the beach. No footprints of any kind, just a seal in a hundred pieces. After the screeching and the seal I was a little creeped out but just continued my trip. Nothing of event really happened that night except that I kept hearing splashes from the water in front of me. Yet when I checked there was nothing there. The next day I went out again with the same plan. 
just paddle, until I got tired and then set up camp and go to bed. Unfortunately for me I got stuck on Mudbog and had to spend a solid hour dragging my kayak across this thing to get to the other side of the water where I saw a deeper channel and a bunch of sand dunes. After what feels like maybe 40 minutes of struggling with my kayak in this bog I saw a figure atop one of the sand dunes. Logically it was probably a random tourist like me or maybe a kangaroo. I stared at it for a second before getting back to trying to cross this bog. When I looked back it was gone. Weird. Anyway, I set up camp for my last night. I was a bit creeped out by the seal and the noises and now this figure so I made sure I had my knife with me. I set up my tent a bit away from the water in an open area so I could see everything around me. As I was eating dinner I couldn't help but feel I was being watched. As it was a total fire ban in the area I didn't have a fire so I couldn't see much. I chalked it up to nerves and went for a short walk to explore the area I was in and wander down to the beach. Now for some context the beach nearby is loud. You can't hear much other than crashing waves which makes what happened next especially eerie. I heard the ducking screeching again and looked back to where I came from. Again a figure was standing, in right by the path where I walked to the beach. Ducked out I thought. I pulled my knife out and approached where I thought I saw this thing. There was just a weak old fish that looked like it had been hung on the fence and forgotten. As I walked back down the path I heard what sounded like a kangaroo or wallaby just lightly hopping behind me. But when I looked back there was nothing there. Honestly I just climbed into my tent and prayed to God there was nothing around. It's kind of anticlimactic but nothing else really happened. I think I heard that screeching once more and then I didn't hear it again. Apparently there are a few indigenous graveyards in the area. I am not one for superstition but if I am being honest this experience really spooked me. I was out camping one night by myself and started hearing voices. I was playing music and it was around 2 in the morning. My grandma's house was about 2 miles down the river and I thought it might have been my grandpa. So I turned off my music so I could tell back but I heard a dog and my grandma or grandpa don't have dogs. Then I heard someone say the noise was this way this genuinely freaked me out so I climbed one of the pine trees and sat up there about 5-7 minutes later I saw a flashlight in the distance and saw two people walking up. They were both men and there was a I believe a husky German high with them they ransacked my camp and I swear they should have noticed me cause they shined the lights around and pasted right over me. After they left I started to walk home cause you know duck that shit. I heard two loud bangs sounded like a rifle and I booked it when I got home I stood in the porch for a second and saw their lights at the edge of the woods. I can assure you I will never camp alone again. It wasn't even hunting season so they shouldn't have even been out with a gun and if they were it should have been at least a handgun not a rifle. But I am still not sure what kind of gun it was. I hate dark forests now though. And I got hella bad paranoia from this. Back in mid or late October, I was camping on the San Juan Islands off the Washington coast. In a little inlet that separates the Olympic Peninsula from the rest of Washington. My last night before returning to the mainland, I stayed in a campground in a state park on one of the islands. The campgrounds happened to be just a miles or so away from the highest point in the rather hilly archipelago. Hiking to the top of Mountain Constitution was the main reason I went back to that island before finishing my time on the islands, but I was initially just planning to do it whenever I happened to wake up the next morning. But that evening as I lay in my tent, I realized it would be really cool to watch the sunrise from the top. So I set an alarm for 4 a.m. I figured that would give me plenty of time to be on the trail by 4.45. Figure it's roughly two hours to the top. That would get me to the summit right around first light at 6.45 before the 7.15 or 7.30 sunrise. I forgot that the batteries in my headlamp were nearing the end of their life. My headlamp was pretty much useless in actually seeing where I was going. Although it did cast just enough light to reflect off the eyes of all the animals watching me through the woods. Presumably just deer. But it still freaked me out. 
The entire two hours, I was constantly noticing them. It was never just a single pair of eyes, either, but always two or three animals together. They never made a noise, never even moved, just stood there watching me. My other really freaky experience happened a few years ago. My dad and I loaded some camping gear onto the back of our bicycles and left at home in Wisconsin to ride around a part of the state for a few days. I don't like paying to sleep on the ground. So about an hour before dark, we'd start looking for somewhere we could disappear into the woods to pitch our tent for the night. On I think the second night, we found a small grass path through the woods that went to a farm field quite a ways off. We pitched our tent to one side of the path and quickly fell asleep until around two that night when we were wandering up by a sort of snorting sound outside the tent every, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, we'd hear the noise come out of the woods behind us figuring it was likely just a deer, whose path from the woods to the farm field we were blocking. Dad and I just started talking loudly to each other about it, hoping our voices would scare it away. When that didn't work, I tried shining my light through the wall of the tent. Eventually I ended up getting out of the tent, waving the light in the direction of the noise, and yelling at it to go away. And then we never heard it again. I never saw so much as a pair of eyes reflecting the light, nor did I hear any plants moving around as it ran away, but the snorting sound stopped, even though it most likely was just a deer. I had never heard a noise quite like that before. Once we fully woke up, we were regained our wits, but in that brief period where we were only half awake, it was a terrifying noise. Years back, I was out solo backpacking in the Pecos wilderness of northern NM, camping about a six-hour hike from the nearest pavement way up past Puerto Nombe. I typically used an enclosed camping hammock, lightweight, bug-proof, packs up small with a rain fly, no need to carry a pad or mat, just need two trees, easy and perfect for solo. When you're in it, with a full fly on, you don't have any real visibility around you. The top was totally enclosed by a bug screen. To get inside, you sort of climbed into a slit in the bottom, and then your weight pulled and held it closed. It worked well, but it was a convoluted process to get in and out of. I picked a spot just at the edge of the tree line, so I could cook on the edge of the meadow with a view of Santa Fe Baldi. I ate dinner, cleaned up, bags in trees, looked at probably a billion stars, and then processed myself into the hammock for the night. At some point, in the pitch black, I bolted awake, to crunching, footsteps in the pine needles around me. It was the kind of awake where you go from fast asleep to instantly hyper-aware, but frozen. I make absolutely no sound. I can't look outside. Lighting a light, would only illuminate the hammock like a lamp and leave me blind to the surroundings. The crunching continues as if it's circling the hammock. I am not sure how long I held my breath. The crunching is right alongside me. I have zero clue what it is. Suddenly, something pushes against the side of my hammock. And in the hammock, that means it pushed against me. I could feel its body heat. This isn't a tent wall, where you can cower, away from it. If you lean, the hammock moves with you. Whatever it was seemed to use its snout to nuzzle or root, against the side of the hammock like it was sniffing something out. I was still holding deathly, trying to come up with a plan to get away, which would involve trying to slash the opposite side. With my knife, the thing pushes again and slides up the side of the hammock. I could feel the texture of its fur hide hair whatever scraping against the nylon side. I hear a sharp snort, and it crunches away. I am not sure how long I stayed still, but at some point, the sun came up, and I ventured into the daylight. I looked around the campsite and could find no evidence of a visitor. The tree line edge was floored, with pine needles, so there were no prints or tracks. None of my other gear was disturbed. The guy lines for the fly were all still tight, and I didn't see any marks on the side of the hammock. Couldn't even find a broken twig. I am not sure it even happened. I've never slept in a hammock since. We were camping at Long Beach, Washington for the Kite Festival, and decided to take a late night drive. We found ourselves on some back roads in the woods, cruising along slowly with no music on and the windows down. 
no other cars but us. And suddenly everything just felt wrong. It was dark. But the light seemed different somehow. I remember the hair on the back of my neck standing up and just having the thought. This isn't right. We shouldn't be here. I look over and my wife is wide-eyed and clearly feeling the same way. I decided to pull over so I could turn around and head back the way we came. Then we noticed deer were coming out of the woods end, standing on the sides of the road. And they were just staring at us. Realize the woods are oddly quiet, which just made things seem more strange. Look up and the branches were full of birds on both sides of the road. There must have been hundreds of them, all perched and alert. My wife said, we need to go. So we left eventually. Once we had gone far enough, everything seemed normal again. I am a pretty big fan of the idea of multiple worlds dimensions and honestly wonder if we accidentally drove through a thin spot and briefly wound up somewhere we shouldn't have been. A few months ago my friend and I went to hike Pikes Peak near Colorado Springs. The hike up this mountain is a literal marathon, with about 7,000 feet of vertical gain and the general rule of thumb is that if you're not up and back down below the tree line by noon then you are at risk of being struck by lightning. So we made the decision to hike the whole thing in one day by staring at 11pm the night before. So we roll up on the trailhead at 10.30 only to find that the parking lot is completely empty, which I found very odd for a 14 emergency room trailhead on a Friday night in late summer. I had done nighttime hikes of other mountains but the parking lot was usually at least half full at all times, especially in the late summer in Colorado. That made me feel a little uneasy but I shrugged it off and we started the hike. We started off at a pretty good pace, getting about 5 miles in, within the first couple hours so at about 1am at this point, we are walking along a narrow part of the trail that has a large rock cropping to the right of us, as we pass it we hear a scraping, noise followed by some rustling of bushes then silence, that freaked me out a bit but I told myself it was a deer and that we must have spooked him and we continued along, for the next, couple of miles I kept hearing little noises off in the distance to our right, about an hour later at 2am we had just passed bar camp which is about 7 miles from the trailhead, still without seeing any other human being other than my friend. Even the campsite was deserted. Anyway, I am walking along the trail about 2-3 meters ahead of my friend when I look up a little and see two glowing white circles floating in the darkness on the trail about 15 meters ahead of me. My heart sunk and I stopped dead in my tracks. My friend asked me why I stopped and I told him to point his headlamp, which was brighter than mine. Up the trail, we saw that the two glowing orbs belonged to a mountain lion. At this point I was just frozen looking at him, thinking duck. That's the last thing I want to see out here. He was quite aware of our presence as well. He stared at us for about 15 seconds and then he retreated into the darkness, behind some trees. At this point, without saying a word, I take out a thing of bear, Mason hand it to my friend and we turn around on the spot and begin hiking back down the mountain at a very brisk pace. I was looking down trail and my friend spent about 80% of that time walking back to back with me to make sure it couldn't jump us. We made it back down to the trailhead at about 3.30, counted our blessings and went home. Overall the hike was a very unsettling experience, being deep, into the forest without coming across any other people, especially when you would expect to meet others is uncomfortable, let alone being staked by one of the most dangerous predators in North America. I know that most of the time mountain lions don't attack humans, but I've also been told that if you see a mountain lion then they've been aware of your presence for a good while prior to that, and if they make their presence known to you it's usually a warning, so I can only assume that all the noises I heard that night were from the mountain lion stalking us. Also the next day we found out why we were alone on the trail. Earlier that day an elderly man had a heart attack and died on the trail so the trail was closed but we missed that memo since we got up there so late. My sister and I went camping in the North Cascades in Washington state. This was our first time camping just us two. 
The first night we set up our tent and went to sleep. The next day we woke up early and hiked Sourdough Mountain. That night when we got back to the campsite at around 8, it looked like our stuff had been rifled through. Nothing had been taken. We brushed it off mostly because we were insanely tired and sore. We went to sleep. I woke up at around 3 am to the sounds of loud singing. At this point I'm just annoyed because I'm exhausted. After listening closer I realized it was not a language I'm familiar with and the man sounded absolutely insane. I'm increasingly getting more and more terrified because the singing kept getting louder and quieter like he was walking around singing. I wake my sister up to listen to the singing, and, literally at this exact time we hear the sound of tree branches snapping. Someone or something was walking around our tent. At this point we're freaking out. Suddenly a flashlight is shining, in on my side of the tent, like he was looking in. There was no flashlight shining up until this point. He couldn't have been more than 5 feet away from my side of the tent. We left all of our stuff in the tent and booked it to the car. The spots for parking were right behind the tent so I shined my car's brights at whoever it was and it was a large man in a hoodie unzipping our tent. Who knows what he wanted, but it was terrifying. Also, I think the crazy singer saved us because it woke us up before the man got into our tent. I live near the Canadian border in central Washington state. More bears than people in my little valley. One afternoon, I was walking up the hill near my house and saw, after passing a large tree, about 20 feet away, a very large cougar. My estimates for size, probably very accurate, are weight 175 to 190 pounds. Length from nose to tip of tail very close to 9 feet. Thick, bulky, male. Muscles on the back of his neck like a large pit bull. Or breeding bull. Not a scar on him that I could see. No chunks out. Of his ears from previous fights. Hair was long and perfect. You could see the muscles rippling through hair that was 1 1 2 to 2 inches. He was coming down the hill. And had just stepped from. Behind a tree of his own. We both froze in our tracks. He was staring at me like I had never been stared at in my life. Intense. X-ray vision. Never blinking kind of stare. It knocked the wind out of me. We stood there, frozen, staring at each other intensely, for about, seemed like 15 or 20 minutes. Neither one of us moved. He was slightly higher on the hill, looking down at me. Maybe one or two feet taller than I was he seemed to like that. Neither one of us moved. I had a 9 mm pistol in a shoulder holster, but I didn't pull it out. I could have very quickly but probably not quickly enough considering they can jump really far. It was a very intense sharpening of the senses and perceptions, probably the effects of adrenaline. It was like time stood still and I could count every hair on his face. After 15 minutes or so, to my great relief, he slowly blinked once, still staring. However, I felt like the spell had been broken though. He took a deep breath and slowly and very smoothly turned uphill and walked away at a pretty good clip, never looking back. It's been three years now. And I have seen his tracks twice. One of my neighbors got a picture of him from his trail cam, so he's still here. Sometimes I think he's around, but it's impossible to tell. I don't know how anybody else would react to that, but for me it was a very creepy encounter. But at the same time I realized how lucky I was to have had that encounter. I love this place because he's here. The bears too, had some encounters with them too. But whatever you think, and whatever you have heard, the male cougars in the wilderness are the apex predator in the northern woods. I have seen a whole lot of cougars in zoos. Nothing in a zoo can even come close to this guy. He was the most perfect and terrifying thing I have ever seen. Supremely confident. I was in Lincoln State Park in southwestern Indiana. My family and I were staying in cabins they have there so it's not exactly the most remote area though there is a lot of wooded lands. I took a hike all alone to the fire tower which I've done dozens of times before and made it to the very top. I enjoyed the view for a bit and then climbed down and started going back because it was getting dark. I was walking on the trail not far from the tower when all of a sudden I felt this great sense of warning and terror. It was a suddenly random huge wave of terror and dread I have never felt. It was like some sudden spidey sense 
kicked in and it, telling me to get out of there now or I was going to die. I didn't fight it and started running back to the campgrounds, and then heard something moving through the woods like it was running alongside the path. I looked to my right and saw a very big brow blur and what looked like a giant brown arm flail, about and then whatever that thing was veered off and quickly moved away from. That didn't comfort me at all and I went into a flat out sprint at a speed that would probably rival Usain Bolt and didn't stop until I got to the trailer camping area where I finally had to catch my breath. To this day I think that it might have been a Bigfoot is the only. Other plausible explanations are that it was a brown bear which is near impossible as Indiana only has an occasional black bear and those are much smaller. It could have been a person. But it would have to be a big person as in 7 plus foot tall bodybuilder. And I don't think there are any 7 plus foot tall bodybuilders that like to wear brown clothes and then go mess with people in the woods. And it also doesn't explain the sudden wave of sheer terror I felt. That was the only time I've ever had any type of sudden strong spidey sense like that in my life. My boyfriend an experienced camper and I never camped before decided to go camping at a local lake early October. We did all the typical glamping prep, with plans for s'mores, campfire food, and eventually sleeping in a tent on the bank of the lake. However, timing was not on our side and we only got to the campsite about 30 minutes before dark. So we rushed to set everything up. For context, I am a scaredy cat who is not a nature person and practically had to be convinced to go camping. I had full trust that everything was going to work out and any ill feelings was just because of me overthinking and generally being inexperienced. But back to that night, we had eaten dinner and decided to go into the tent to hang out until we went to sleep. It was eerily quiet outside the tent, and the only thing we could hear was the wind against the rain cover of the tent. I realized that my boyfriend was trying to cover how anxious he was, because he kept stopping mid-conversation, why I died, to listen to any small noise outside. I jokingly made a comment about skinwalkers, and I could tell that really freaked him out. He also is typically a person who blasts music, but asked if he could turn it off, which was out of character. Around 9.30 we decided to go to sleep, and it being a small tent I could hear his breathing. He is typically the type to fall asleep in 5 minutes, but we both stayed awake for almost an hour attempting to sleep. He eventually broke the silence by telling me we had to leave because he felt like someone was outside our tent. I quickly agreed and boy oh boy, there was nobody we could see but we both felt undeniably not alone. Another thing was after we got back to our place. He was telling me about how he was thinking of where the hatchet we had was and how he could defend us if need be. This is extremely out of character because he is a 6 feet 5 pacifist who prides himself of being able to use words to avoid conflict, especially because he has always been extremely comfortable in nature and woods in general. Hearing that from him made it even more clear the headspace that place put us in. It really put us both in the fight or flight mentality. The entire night felt like the first 5 minutes of a supernatural episode. We grabbed all our stuff and ran back to the car, and we both didn't relax until we were out of those godforsaken woods. It may not seem like a huge deal because nothing explicitly happened, but the fact that both of us had such an overwhelming sense of anxiety and genuine fear for no explicit reason was one of the most terrifying things I have experienced. I was staying in a cabin in the middle of the mountains of eastern Tennessee alone as part of a solo hiking camping getaway. Also, to preface the story let me add that this cabin did not have window curtains on any windows and the front door had a glass window as part of the door. My first night at the cabin went as usual. I ate dinner and then laid down on the couch to relax and eventually fell asleep. In the middle of the night I jolted awake when I heard three incredibly loud thump sounds which I immediately thought were footsteps inside the cabin on the hardwood floors. I looked around the interior of the cabin from the couch and didn't see anyone and I also didn't hear any strange noises. I always have my handgun 
on me when I go alone to the way, way, way back country areas of the mountains because let's be honest you never really know what's going to happen and since I was able to have driven to the cabin the extra weight of my gun was no issue. I also had been sleeping with my handgun right next to me in its holster. I grabbed it and looked outside all the windows and didn't see anything. So I laid back down. I didn't hear anything else out of the ordinary the rest of the night. The next morning after I had woken up and ate breakfast, I was getting ready to leave the cabin for a hike, so I grabbed all my gear and locked up. As the went to walk down the three steps to the ground I noticed that each step was a bit loose and would make a loud stomping sound as you take each step. I immediately froze and I recognized the sound from the steps and the three loud thumps I heard during the night. Instead of leaving the cabin at that moment I went ahead a drew my gun and cleared the outside area surrounding the cabin and then also went back inside and cleared each room of the cabin to make sure there was nothing weird inside or outside the cabin. I mostly did that just for my own personal sanity reasons after I correlated the sounds during the night to the sounds of the stairs as you walk on them. Let's just say I returned to the cabin well before dark that day and took blankets from around the house and hung them up over all the windows that night for some extra privacy and also slept more like laid there waiting to hear that noise from the steps on the couch again. Nothing strange happened after the initial incident. Honestly don't know what happened who or what walked on the steps or made the noises but damn was I happy to leave the cabin after that. I was on a camping trip with my church, and me and three other girls were in a tent. The rest of the members were asleep, and we were playing a quiet game of truth or dare. One girl, for this story her name shall be Izzy, was choosing dare. I dared her to go outside the tent for five minutes with no blanket. She was very reluctant, and I thought it would be funny to see how scared she got since Izzy was the more anxious type. Yes, it was kind of cruel. She accepted though, and went out of the tent. We shut the flap after we saw her sit down on a chair. Five minutes had passed, and she still wasn't back in. We figured she hadn't been counting, and she'd be back in soon. A minute later, she still wasn't in, so we opened the flap to check on Izzy just to find she wasn't there. We woke up the others and looked around for a good two hours. She was nowhere. We called the police, and they found her like 10 miles away unconscious. We still have no idea what happened to her that night. She's okay now. I haven't talked to her in years, but that night scared me so much that I haven't gone camping since. Me and my whole family are very avid hunters in Saskatchewan, Canada. We were hunting bear for meat and my brother managed to shoot one with a rifle but it was not the greatest shot and just nicked the lungs so the bear ran far before dying. When we all arrived to help drag out this bear it was pitch black. Out and in very thick forest, we took our flashlights and followed the blood trail until we found it bare. It ran about 1.5 kilometer from where it was shot. My dad took one of the flashlights and went to get a, a hand winch to help drag this bear up a steep bank. He left me and my two brothers with a flashlight and a rifle because there is a lot of bears in the area and are very active at night. We sat around in the middle of the forest for a while waiting for my dad to come back. Around one hour and I took my iPod touch out and started playing Angry Birds when all of a sudden my little brother screams looking at me. I turn my head around and about one, maybe two feet away from my head I see two sets of eyes glistening from the light of my iPod. My older brother shines the light at the eyes and I see a two brown snouts and black bodies. It was a mother and a cub bear. Next I can hear the mother bear do a chomping sound with her jaw. At this point I am literally sh my pants. I got off the log so fast I could have won the Olympics for the 50 yard dash. My brother thankfully shot one warning shot beside the bears we aren't cold-blooded thankfully that was enough to scare them both away. My dad came running to us and was there about 10 minutes after the shot. Turns out his light died on the way back to the truck and he had been been lost for the last 30 minutes. I am just thankful we had a gun and that my little brother seen the eyes because bears can be very quiet when they want to be. This could have ended up very badly. I no longer am chill when in the forest at night. Always on edge. I am sure this will stick with me for the rest of my life. Hey folks.
I am respectfully asking you to listen to this whole episode. It would mean the world to me. I appreciate you. As requested by more than a few of you. I created a Patreon with some really cool stuff. For example, IMDB credit as a show producer and having your name or company or anything you may want promoted mentioned in all podcasts episodes. Which you know is a lot as between all my podcasts it's hours and hours of new content daily. From aliens to cheating stories, true crime stories or police interrogations and more diverse crazy true stories. Other cool things like ad-free listening. So I can hopefully make a career doing what I love which is, giving people a healthy escape from reality or content to fall asleep to. Especially since I recently lost my job due to the economy. Yay me. I always try to do right by our community and give back the kindness you all give me. Like trying to help raise money for a listener who needs dental help. One of the perks is one-on-one contact as I am a trained counselor and have successfully helped people with almost anything you can think of. I love helping people. I truly would love to make God Entertainment Podcasts the Netflix of audio stories and podcasts. I need to be better funded to be able to produce amazing content for every genre and people's likes. Also, bringing in real talented voice actors. I know some like the neutral robot voice. And some don't. I have to use it now since I publish hours of stories daily which people love the most as you tell me this. And can't afford to hire voice actors at the moment. So folks can always find a great escape from reality. Most love the fact I post a lot of content which always gives them plenty of fresh content to enjoy. I know I said this twice. Because it's so important to me as well and quite a few of you. I love this not only as a content producer but as a human being living in a crazy world that needs an escape from reality and not have that craziness brought into my stories. I apologize. Our stories. As we. Need. A break. Today's entertainment refuses to give us that. I listen to these stories myself and as white noise to fall asleep too. The link is in the description. I appreciate you and welcome you to join our adventure. I truly appreciate you for believing in me. I will continue to work hard too. Never. Let. You. Down. While growing and becoming better and delivering better and better content. With you. Tom.